catching up with Chris. Come catch a vibe. Catching up, catching up with Chrissy. Uh, catching up. Unlimited passion is what's attracting us. Pull up a seat at the table, come unpack with us. Loving, and open mind is all I'm asking for. And we learning from each other, it's transactional. Cause knowledge is power, and I'm trying to have it all. And give it back. Habitual patterns and traditions, yeah, we healing that. Empowering everyone around me, yeah, I'm into that. So come catch a vibe with me. Come catch a vibe with me. Come catch a vibe with me. We catching up with Chrissy. Yo, 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 what's going on, family? Welcome back to Catching Up. It's your girl, Chrissy. We here and we're in your ear, you heard? <laughs> I'm super excited to be back. Um, I want to say Happy New Year. There was a bunch of people who was texting me like, yo, what are you doing? I don't have any notifications on my phone. Where's the episodes? I'm impatiently, patiently waiting. Um, so so I definitely um, apologize for that. Definitely had to do some realigning and focusing. Um, but I definitely am also grateful um, for the good pressure because it really forced me to tap back in like, all right, Chrissy, you need to do what you love. You need to do what you do. Right. So I, I definitely appreciate y'all, but I'm back and I'm dumb happy as always, for this episode, um, I hope, hold on, my mom's calling me, <laughs> my apologies, as I was saying though, I hope everyone has had a good start to their new year, um, and more importantly, I hope you guys were able to set some goals and intentions for the new year, um, at the end of the new year, I actually, looking back at old, like this old notebook I had, and I had like written down a whole list of things that I wanted to accomplish, and half of that list maybe more than half of that list really came to life, including this podcast. And I was like, wow. So that really put it in perspective for me, like writing down your goals and watching it manifest uh, into real life. Um, obviously, you have to do the work. You got to, you know, meet life halfway there. But it's definitely possible. And I definitely made that a priority for the new year. In addition to that, you know, I, I, I got a new position. Um, that's more aligned with my field and the work I want to do and the community I want to serve. Right. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Can't wait to start getting some cases rolling in. I, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but, but a wise woman told me you got to shift your nervousness to curiosity. So that's definitely something that I'm holding on to and sticking with. Um, and I think that's a good perspective for any of you out there. If you're feeling nervous about something, shift that to curiosity, um, that'll allow you to explore with more confidence. So I appreciated that. So I wanted to share that with y'all, you know, have some exciting news, little words of wisdom. Um, but I hope everyone was able to write down their intentions and resolutions. Um, I know mine in a broad aspect is to be more disciplined and to also become the best version of myself in every way, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. So 100%. Um, and this week's episode is actually very related to our goals, our intentions, and our mindset, right? It's kind of like a book review for this episode, but the day after New Year's, I finished this book um, that my, my therapist recommended to me, and it's called The Power of Ted by David Emerald, 
And he kind of talks about shifting from the victim to the creator mindset. Now, last episode, I kind of briefly went over like the dreaded drama triangle when I mentioned being the victim, rescuer, and persecutor or villain. So when I finished the book, he posed a new way handling conflict and life circumstances. And I think it's extremely important to share and talk about and discuss uh, because I was in my accountability bagsies reading this book because I was like, dang, this junk reading me, like, right? <laughs> so I'm very excited to get into that and share this with you guys because I think it's something that everybody could benefit from, period. So we're going to get right into that. I'll catch you guys on the other side, you heard? We catching up with Chrissy. So the dreaded drama triangle, right, it's it's pretty much a cycle um, that is very hard to escape from. Like I mentioned, there's three roles. So there's the victim, the persecutor or the villain, and the rescuer. Um, and we see this play out all the time, like in movies, TV shows, life. It's, it's very drama filled where there's someone who needs to be saved. Um, there's a villain, all that. I'm not even going to lie. I can't even name a villain for you. I don't even watch TV. But I feel like that's the easiest way to kind of put it. So (laughs) we have this triangle that is very hard to escape from. And it's also not true to who we really are. Like this dynamic doesn't accurately represent our highest selves, our best selves, um, and the way we can go about relationships and conflict. And just overall uh, life circumstances. So the victim role, um, some characteristics are being dependent, overly sensitive. For the most part, you feel angry or ashamed about your circumstance. Um, They also feel powerless and they have the mindset that life is happening to them. Um, And I I could say I identified as a victim in a lot of my family situations and experiences. Um, A lot of that stems from having expectations and just feelings of entitlement. Um, I was definitely raised very sheltered um, and and dependent, right? As kids, we we are relying on someone. Um, Where I messed up was I carried that same mindset and expectations into adulthood. So when life started happening to me, I, I would reach out to those who I depended on. And when they didn't come through, now I have this fixed mindset of, wow, you know, it's done. That's it. There's nothing else for me to do. I never viewed a situation where I can save myself or I can help myself or come through for me. Now that I'm actually thinking about it, another area in which I felt I always victimized myself was the way I handled my emotions. Like on an emotional level, I always wanted to blame the generations before me or like my family patterns and you know the way my parents handle things is like why do they have to be like this what did they go through that they made that they're this way that now I'm this way right and my therapist had to like tell me like being in social work is a gift and a curse because you always want to pick apart your life and constantly question things and for me that led me to the victim mindset because I'm always like digging deep like what did my family go through what did they experience like who were they before they were my parents that made them 
handle things a certain way. And it wasn't until therapy that I was really challenged, and we're going to get into that, um, on my own contribution to my own pain and to the way I handle my emotions and the way my emotions impact the relationships around me outside of my family and within my family. So um, the victim mindset is definitely uh, that one hit home. I know you're going to lie. And it, it stems from a place of fear because you have this mindset of lack. Um, so you, you, you train yourself to be comfortable being in your condition or circumstance. I did also want to add that within this role of being a victim, you become manipulative because now you're looking for someone or something to blame instead of holding yourself accountable for the circumstance or for the solution to the problem. Um, and that leads me into the persecutor or the villain. And the persecutor role was very interesting to me reading it because it's not just limited to someone. Like this could be a circumstance or a condition. I I can't get a job because I don't have a car, right? They're complaining about their financial situations, but they're blaming the fact that they don't have a car to 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 find a job. And it's like, take the bus, right? Figure it out if you if you really need money, if it's something you need to do or you have to have to support yourself, you will find a way, right? So um, the villain could be a circumstance or or a person. Um, and within people, this person also um, acts out of fear because they were once victims themselves. So they have a mindset of, I'll never be a victim again. And a really good example of this is, I remember being in a relationship like in college and, you know, like, I would lie to the ultimate, like, heartbreak, like, you lost mad weight after this relationship, right? Like, I went through it tough. It was crazy. Very toxic. Um, but after that situation, it's like, I don't trust anybody. I will never trust again. I will never let nobody in. Now you're being guarded to protect yourself from being vulnerable. So you'll see that play out in relationships with other people. And they're hurting good people just because of their fear of becoming a victim again. So the persecutor role is definitely, um, <laughs> it's definitely interesting how it plays out. And, and just for content material, like being stuck, how I mentioned being stuck in this role. So the victim being overly sensitive and emotionally charged, coming to approach the rescuer, I mean, the villain about their emotions, you could already see how that's, how that's going. They probably emotionally um, addressing them. So now the persecutor is looking at the victim like a persecutor, right? Like, who are you to talk to me like this? Like, what are you talking about? Right? So we see how we could get caught up in this drama triangle as long as we have certain ways of responding to things and reacting. And then here comes the hero, the rescuer, right? Um, and I, I went over the rescuer um, a little more like I gave an example about me being a rescuer in the last episode, but just for the purposes of identifying exactly what a rescuer is, this is someone who comes in between the victim and the persecutor and they come in to save the day for the victim instead of giving the victim the tools to save themselves. Um, they heavily thrive off the idea of needing to be needed and attempt to make the pain go away immediately instead of addressing the core issue of things. Um, so in the last episode, I went over how I 
played this rescuer role in addressing my father about the concerns and issues that my brothers and I had. And instead of just addressing the core issue between me and my dad, I addressed him from the stance of all of us. So, you know, I, I went at him, like, right? Um, and I covered that in the last episode. So if you didn't listen to that episode, go tap in. Very good episode. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Um, so that's the rescuer role. And that stems from a place of fear as well because of their need to be needed. They feel like they are useless if they're not needed. Right. Um, so they're always looking to save the day. And another thing that I would like to add about the rescuer role that I just thought about, um, I'm unsure if the book covered this at all, but thinking about it, the rescuer rather deal with other people's problems than taking a look at their own. Um, they, they might be in a situation, circumstance, or, or be a victim to their own problems. Um, but, but to feel whole and to feel successful or that they've achieved anything, they thrive off the fact of other people having problems. Um, so I just wanted to, to, to address that and make that known as well. Cause I think that's the key joint when it comes to the rescuer for real. So yeah, man, that's the dreaded drama triangle. That's the triangle that's very hard to escape from. Um, and on many levels, you can kind of understand, um, how the dynamic plays the way that it does and how it's kind of hard to get out of. And now I'm ready to dive into the exciting part, Mo. Like the part that really put on put on my thinking cap, really had me like, oh, I'm ready to take action. Victim who? <laughs> like, like I, I swear. So we gonna get into that, yeah? We catching up with Chrissy. So the author, David Emerald, he actually came up with an alternative triangle um, called TED, which is the empowerment dynamic, it's the acronym. Um, and, and this is basically a way to have a healthy approach to life, um, conflict, challenges, um, and create healthy relationships with yourself, family, friends, um, and, and just the way you handle the circumstances that, that come up. So he offers three different roles to identify with in um, addressing life circumstances. Um, and it starts off with the creator, which is the cure for the victim. Um, and, and this position starts by you making a choice um, to be motivated and take action. And you doing the inner work to find your purpose and passion to create and not to control your life, right? Um, and it was interesting because I remember one day I had a therapy session and right at the start of the session, my therapist like, what's going on? Like, why you look like that? Because normally I'm like, yo, my guy, like, right? And he's like, why you looking like that? I just broke down. Like, I feel like I had just gotten an argument with someone, just got off of work. I'm just emotionally like drained and just overwhelmed. And I'm just like, I just don't get it. I ruined everything, right? Like, why? What did my family go through? Like, I really want to dive deep and all this extra stuff, right? And he was like, Chrissy, we could dive deep all you want. 
we could talk about the past all you want. We could talk about your family traditions, the patterns, um, you know, the toxic traits that you identify with in your family. We could do that. He said, but the question is always going to be, now what? So it makes no sense in that. You already identified. So now what? Like, what are you going to do about it? Right? And it really hit me like, dang, he's right. Right? Um, and, and just as, you know, just making that choice is the ultimate first step. And in and, and, and finding your purpose and doing it in a work that, that starts with um, a setting like um, therapy to be able to unpack if that fits for you or just sitting still with yourself, meditating, praying, um, just participating in individual activities that allow you to receive and hear messages from God or from your higher self or whatever it is that resonates with you. And y'all know I always got to shout out my auntie Iyanla. I remember listening to one of her affirmations of the day and she said, in order to get someone's attention, whisper right um so if we so busy in our day and on the go and not really sitting still we're not able to hear the messages that help us in identifying our passion and our purpose right so that's the creator role and then it goes into the challenger role which is um an alternative for the persecutor and similar to the persecutor this can be a person a condition or a circumstance um however this role motivates you to take action um and this person can either be compassionate or confrontational but they apply healthy pressure that kind of like fires you up to take action in the given circumstance um that you're in this role was interesting to me because they broke down like two different types of challengers so there's the constructive challenger that empowers you to work towards your goals and they view you as a creator so they encourage you to grow and develop and improve and overcome life's challenges the deconstructive challenger kind of forces you to face difficult things um and dissect your experience um like i mentioned it can be a condition or a circumstance so you might be at a job and it's really like Yo, I don't like the way my boss is going about things. He's unprofessional. He's this, he's that. And you may feel a sense of unfulfillment or not being good enough. But instead of having that victim mindset, you could sit and be like, all right, what's my exit plan? And this person can kind of be a motivation of what you don't want to be like, right? So just as much as you can learn um, from people in their positive ways and traits, um, it can be applied the same way for for things that don't resonate with you. And I'm not going to lie. Like when I think of challengers in my life, like I instantly think of Asina, who is my cousin. Shout out to my baby. That's my sister cousin here. And my therapist. Like these are the two people who instantly come to mind um, because they view me as someone who can create and who is in control of my life and can make things happen. They don't baby me they don't just agree with me just because they're in my corner right like they challenge my ways of thinking um and and they pose alternative ideas in the decisions that I make 
or my process of thinking of certain things, they challenge those things to just broaden my mind to other um, options. So definitely got to be mindful of who it is that you have around you or what is the ways that they go about um, empowering you, motivating you, giving back to you. And I, I also mentioned this in a episode before briefly where um, I can resonate with a deconstructive challenger, right? I was in a situation where it's like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why is this person not wanting to be with me, right? Like, what is it about Chrissy that this person doesn't want? And I kept knocking at the door, right? Like, I kept knocking at this person's door, kept, boom, not answering, slamming the door in my face, boom, right? That's what it felt like, right, if I was in that victim mindset. But instead, it empowered me in a in a positive way to really face myself, and face like okay you're immature emotionally and there's other things that you need to put this energy into and that's how I mentioned like I was able to like pour into myself and really you know find out what it is that I love and what it is that gets me excited outside of external factors right um so doing that inner work and being able to you know face difficult things and transitioning that into becoming a creator. And then the all-time favorite, the coach, right? Um, this individual looks at themselves. Not even they look at themselves. They know for a fact that they are creators. So this is after they've mastered the creator mindset, the challenger mindset. And now they can be in this position um, to to be creators and to view other people as creators as well. Um, and while these other individuals are on their journey... The coach is there to support and to assist other people in manifesting what it is that their outcome um, wants to be, right? What it is that they want to achieve, what they want to do, and, and what that looks like. And they're pretty much like a resource. They're a source of knowledge, and they ask a lot of questions for the creator, right? Like, the rescuer wants to do the work for you. The coach is encouraging you to do the work for yourself. Like, here's the tools, Right? So, so let me see what you're going to do with it, right? Let me see how you're going to maneuver that and put it together for yourself because you are capable. With the asking questions, I found very important to highlight because a lot of times people will tell you what you need to do or tell you what you should do, right? And a, and a perfect ex- example is, um, you know, you might say to someone like, I just want to be the best person I want to be. And you have to ask them, like, what does being the best person you want to be look like? Because everybody has a different experience. Everybody has a different outlook on what being the best version of themselves is. Right. So that's definitely like a core trait um, for a coach to have in co-creating with individuals and achieving a desired outcome. I mean, I'm forever grateful for my therapist, for my co-creators and my coaches in my life. Um, I love it. And just to give an overall summary of shifting from the victim to creator mindset is that victims stay focused on the problem, whereas creators stay focused on the outcome, right? Like they're always, they may be in the midst of a problem, but they know that there's a bigger outcome a better outcome and a better plan that's on the way. So they understand that life happens, 
but they don't let life happen to them. They view it as life happening for them, right? Good or bad, or let me not say good or bad, uncomfortable and comfortable. Um, One of the key takeaways that I received from this book was recognizing the true understanding of anger. Um, First of all, anger is a secondary emotion. That's number one. Anger usually stems from being hurt or being passionate or being disappointed or whatever feeling that is for you. Um, And if things don't work out or in your favor or the way you expected it to be, then you become angry. Um, So we need to kind of find a balance in having good anger, right? When we have, when we stem in from hurt, we, we place ourselves in a dreaded drama triangle. Whereas if it's from passion, we could use that passion to have good anger to create good outcomes, right? Or desired outcomes. We catching up with Chrissy. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and coming to catch a vibe with your girl. <laughs> um, I'm super excited. I really hope um, you guys got some good takeaways. I know this book definitely um, allowed me to, you know, I feel like we have, well, I'll speak for myself. I feel like I have had a lot of good moments of being in the empowerment dynamic and being a creator, right? But oftentimes when I face uncomfortable difficulties, um, you kind of resort back to old unhealthy ways or habits uh, and, and negative thought patterns. So it's definitely something that that is easier said than done for sure. But just being intentional about what it is that you want is beneficial along the way in overcoming those obstacles. So thank you guys for tuning in and thank you guys for coming to Catch a Vibe with your girl. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at catchingup underscore Chrissy. And you can go like and follow me on Facebook at catchinguppwchrissy. The link will, I mean, not the link. The details will be in the description below. And make sure you subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening to. Like I say, it's your girl, but it's your world. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make sure you subscribe so you can get that zing, zing, zing whenever I drop a new episode. Um, So thank you guys. I love you and take care.